0: another episode of insanely haunted is the show where we watch and review every episode of ghost adventures my name is max
1: i'm cassie
2: and i'm kate welcome, welcome back. back Kate. thank Hooray. you guys great to have you thanks so
1: much for having me back we're
0: yeah. so happy you could join us you picked this episode today so everything that happened is on you
1: mm. but it was it was an episode that none of us have seen before i
0: have we have actually seen this one we have i think so Oh, maybe. I think we've seen. It. I feel like it was familiar.
1: Well, maybe I was under the influence. So. We
0: that's totally within the realm of possibility. <laughs> uh, we watched the episode that covers the Hales Bar, Marina and Dam.
1: And damn, what an episode damn that was. What an episode. Damn
0: episode. Dam Daniel back at it again with the nautical power generator puns.
1: So this place. <laughs> Thank
0: you for those courtesy laughs, folks. That was really great of you. Super generous.
1: So, what town in Tennessee is this this area located in?
0: It's in Guild, Tennessee, which is near Chattanooga, apparently.
1: Yeah, and it the this 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 location takes place on the Tennessee River. Uh, it is a dam that human beings built, and then it was shitty, and so they abandoned it. <laughs>
0: So, but it's abandoned, but people still work there. So I don't know what's going on with that.
1: It might be a historic site. I'm not sure. Okay. We probably should have researched Should have done a little
0: research. This is a popular location for other ghost hunters, notably the... Fuck, I already forgot. pros. Pros, the paranormal researchers of the Southeast. The whole Southeast. So good for them. We're actually on the border of Georgia right now in this episode.
1: So uh, this this place has haunted tours. It is also
0: a resort. Oh, of course. Well, along the lake. I wonder how much it costs to stay a night at the Hales Bar, Marina, and Dam. Resort. Resort. Not the dam. Hales Bar, Marina, and Resort. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and if you haven't seen the episode, there's, like, a bunch of docs and stuff, which we will get to.
0: Yeah, those become important. Yeah. But just in case you were wondering, uh, yes, this episode gets a little bit racially insensitive. Uh, Uh,
1: more than a little bit. More than a little
0: bit, in fact. Uh, despite the fact that Zach opens up with a fairly accurate recount of the fact that a whole bunch of European folks came in here and started stealing Cherokee land. Like immediately. He, d- he doesn't really mince words about that, which I'm proud of him for. He's pretty open about the fact that this was like a really fucked up, that all of this land was taken. Uh, but then he immediately shifts gears into talking about how the Cherokee people put a curse on this dam as punishment.
1: That's the local folklore uh, that we're hearing from white people. Yes, that
0: is what they are all saying.
1: Um, So, I wasn't
2: actually sure why they put the curse on it. Was it because of the spiritual whirlpool that was destroyed by the dam or
0: i think this the idea in the folktale is that they're just upset about having their land taken from them
1: right which of course if of you course had property if you had property which indigenous people of america the idea of owning land was not really a thing uh for many of them for many of them yeah but it but still this is where they lived and if if somebody like basically push you off your land and told you to fuck off. Like, he'd probably be like, well, I hope you fuck off, too. Well, and further,
0: this <laughs> happened in, like, the 1800s. Like, yeah. this was not Christopher Columbus and his friends. Mm-hmm. This was not, like... This was not even the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. This was like a hundred years after America had been formed. Mm-hmm. Like we're on the edge of the industrial revolution by the time this happened. This
1: is during Manifest Destiny. Yes. Yeah. So these are like where we had this idea that it was our God-given right to take land from savages. But the thing about the curse
2: is they kept they kept specifying that this spot on the Tennessee River was what was haunted. And you know they showed they kept showing this map of the absolutely massive Cherokee territories. So why was it just that one spot that was cursed mm-hmm. is what I'm saying, rather than the That's whole great, area. Well, yeah,
1: they're they referencing a specific chief.
0: They call him from, dragging canoe. Dragging. From
1: from the area. And that he, when when they started developing this dam over the area, he cursed them and said, well, basically, basically something like, I hope y'all die.
0: <laughs> what else do you Which really I need? i probably <laughs> say
1: the same thing out of anger. I mean, come on. Okay, well, that's why I kept thinking
2: that the spirit whirlpool, whirlpool that was created in the center of the river was important to them because they would see their their ancestors' faces. Oh, right. Yes, they see the
1: spirits of mm-hmm. the dead.
2: Yeah, and then it was destroyed when they put the dam in. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that anymore. Right. So this specifically
0: <laughs> would have been an affront to like a piece of the, this dam in yeah. particular mm-hmm. is yeah. an affront to a specific part of their culture. Mm-hmm. So that could could cause that probably caused some hurt feelings, I imagine. Yeah.
1: And just so y'all know, dams are problematic. There's one good thing that they can do mm-hmm. in that they can produce hydroelectric power, mm-hmm. but they can
0: also seriously disrupt ecosystems. Yes. Like really fuck with. Um, water resources mm-hmm. for huge parts of uh, of land that they're not even directly connected to.
1: Right. Basically, the only um benefit of a dam would be for human beings but pretty much nothing else and there actually are negative aspects yeah. for the human being they
0: don't even generate that much power to be honest they
1: don't there's also a lot of sediment that gets um built stuck up. built yeah. built up behind well
0: they
2: have to dredge and then take it back and move it upstream
1: yeah the
0: labor required to maintain a dam is uh, unbelievable and
1: then like in washington uh we have issues with salmon migrations so yeah. the salmon they go to the ocean so that they can live in both freshwater and saltwater, which is crazy. But how many animals that can do that. Yeah, they, they basically kind of like adapt as they go.
0: That would be like <clears throat> if you could live in an oxygen-rich environment yes. or a carbon dioxide-rich environment. Kind of. Sure. Not exactly. But you know what I'm saying. They, they're adapted to two completely different Salt or no salt. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ignore that. No, it's okay. So dams just aren't that great like yeah they they store water or you know they mess with the water so it can please you but like you, so it can please yeah so but like would
0: you like a little bit of electricity <laughs> sir there was
1: actually a dam nearby where we live in washington that there was actually like a actual little town that used to live right next to the snake river and they had lots of apple orchards there used to be lots of apple orchards here in eastern washington and um, when they put the dam up, they flooded the whole area, and all that old town is now covered with water. And the dam is still there, and there's a lot of m- movements to try and get rid of it. and Free make, the snake! Free the snake! Make it back to how it was. But anyway, yeah, So, and, and dams are also a lot of maintenance. They can leak, and this dam in particular in Tennessee leaked.
0: There's also some totally wild rumors about this dam that I do not believe for a second. Uh, Namely, the rumor that if somebody fell into the concrete mixer, everybody else would just go, I guess he's going in the wall. (laughs) I feel just like put them in the an urban legend
1: for like every single cement bridge that's ever been built in America. There's People in there. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? They died, and then the people just didn't take them out. And now they're there forever. So I
0: can believe. I can believe that they wouldn't want to risk going in there to take them out. Yeah. Of what course. I cannot believe is that a wall would hold steady for so long with its structural integrity disturbed that badly. Oh
2: yeah. Something be- decaying, which means that it'll dissolve and the wall will be how it- fucked. Well, yeah, how does the wall, how does <laughs> not leave like a big hole in yeah. the wall that just falls down? Well,
1: and bodies produce a lot of gas. I know. And not, they're not a... Um, like your coffin can explode.
0: And it's also not like a fucking <laughs> neutral compound, right? Like there's bases and acids in there that could eat away at the concrete if you leave them long enough.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm reading Stiff right now.
0: Oh. It's a pretty cool book about yeah. what happens when you die. And or I what like
1: happens it. to bodies? Morbid.
0: We're kind of like we're kind of into that. <laughs> okay. death yeah. stuff, You know.
1: But literally, if you get a sealed casket, don't because your casket it's is probably gonna explode. A ticking
0: time bomb. Yeah. You're gonna fucking explode. And then you'll In just the go dirt.
1: flying out. Natural burial. Way flying out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so they meet. They meet up with this ghost hunting group we talked about. Hi, earlier. Bean.
1: Oh, She's joined us. There she is.
0: Hello. Do you want to pick her up? See if she has anything to say.
1: Oh, you want to say hi. You want to say hi
0: show your baby? No, she just wants to be held up. Okay. Think. She got happy eyes. Uh we meet up with Pros, the paranormal researchers researchers re- wow, cool. Max. The paranormal researchers of the Southeast. Um they have all had negative experiences. Mm. Uh and we go into this amazing sequence that is just like them in shadow rapid fire explaining the things that happened to them and they range from like I uh, heard a cold. I felt a cold wind blow through me. Too like I got scratched across the chest, and three giant welts were raised.
1: Did you guys ever watch that seventy show? Yes. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it's exactly like their smoking scenes. Yeah, their it's smoking exactly circle. like that. Yeah, that's so funny. Where Do you remember like this, a, Kate?
2: Did we did we see the camera turn like that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? And then, like passing the bong around? Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah. so like you, I, I half expect them to be like that <laughs> yeah, ghost tried to take my hat off
2: no but like weren't most of the most of them explaining how um, they were feeling sick or something yes. in mm-hmm. the lower parts of the dam yeah. isn't that like due to pressure or something or they felt
0: like they couldn't breathe they yeah. felt shortness of breath all of these could Prop- be explained by
2: due to lack of air movement down mm-hmm, there mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm. but of course we don't that's no, no, no. We don't talk about that. No thanks. with the with the Ghost Adventures crew. No. Um, everybody's very psyched about this. Zach is very psyched about this uh, because he's very. I think he's just excited to have this many people around who are in on the in on it with him.
1: They they all have their their little uh, paranormal society shirts on. They, it was cute. They were cute. <laughs> like this was
0: a cute little group.
1: They seem like fun people.
0: Um, I've never seen such a big ghost hunting group either. This was like eight or nine people. It was pretty big. So we we also hear about this balcony entity that supposedly is seen on this. There's this really cool room that I love that's like super, super creepy. um, That looks like just a big chamber where it was probably like a turbine control
1: area. And it's like right above the huge area of water inside the dam.
0: Where supposedly the turbines are. Yeah. And... So supposedly you can see, people have seen a figure uh, on like a little catwalk segment yeah. that is like on the far side of it that when you go to investigate, switches places with you. Like you now that when you're on that balcony, you see it where you were just standing. And we also hear about, supposedly there's an underwater graveyard over here oh, in yeah. this location that was like an influenza outbreak. A lot of people got buried and then the burial spot was flooded because of the dam. Right.
2: And so like influenza was heavily towards um, children and older people because their immune systems weren't good enough <laughs> to, um, you know, just get rid of the virus.
0: And because of that, supposedly there's a lot of buried kids and yeah. everybody's very affronted And by so this.
1: the order of events is dam was built, town is there, graveyard is there, abandon the dam and release the waters and town is covered, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yes, yeah, so we've got, a Native American curse, flooded- a, a baby graveyard. Flooded baby graveyard.
0: So what it's else? like, this is a perfect storm. Oh, oh, yeah! I didn't even mean to do yeah. that.
2: No, Should no, we no. talk about- I'd put me like, do first. Yes, yeah, so let's talk I'd about- I put it. a math equation here. Cherokee curse, flu epidemic, children's graves, flooding, equals scared Zach Begins. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, but put a pin in perfect storm. We're going to come right back to that. Uh, Because first we have to meet a guy named Buddy.
1: Buddy is an Iraq war veteran um, who used to be somebody who would kick down doors.
0: Super cool. Cool job to have. Um, He supposedly... Now, his story is is a bit interesting, the story that he tells us. Supposedly, he and his friends were were just hanging out on the base when another...
1: Oh, yeah. This was actually really creepy.
0: Another officer comes in and says to them, hey, if I die... Will you please give this letter to my family? Will you be the one to give this letter to my family? Buddy's like, sure. And then supposedly they go up to this person's commanding officer later on and say, talking about what happened because they're worried he might have killed himself. And then that person's CO says that that person died a week ago, way before they would have had this interaction. And that when Buddy talked to people about that, they just said, oh, it's PTSD. Don't worry about it. But he had a difficult time accepting that explanation Mm -hmm. because he truly thought something paranormal had happened to him. Mm -hmm. And this turned him around and made him a ghost believer, Mm -hmm. according to him.
1: Yeah. So that is creepy. And, you know, maybe it is PTSD, but maybe he did see a ghost. And I don't want to question his... um...
0: Yeah, it sounds like he's kind of been through a lot because of that. Like, it sounds like kind of a big influence on him so mm-hmm. like obviously just saying oh well just ptsd no. obviously just saying that is not gonna like help it's gonna make him.
1: him no it's not no, gonna help don't, him don't at invalidate all. his experience yeah exactly so mm.
0: buddy is actually buddy's a recurring character on this episode uh he we see buddy a lot buddy helps out on the investigation and that kind of thing um th- this is where i have it written down that they're about to go into the dam again and Aaron makes a joke about how you can smell the asbestos in the air.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've never smelled, smelled asbestos. I, I don't know if it is something that you smell.
2: I mean, it's mainly fiberglass, right? So it has a bit of a weird smell.
1: So asbestos is a texture of a mineral. Mm-hmm. And you can have several minerals that are asbestos texture. Anyway, geology lesson. Anyway, geology lesson
0: for the day out of the way. Uh, Zack decides that the whirlpool is a gateway to the future. Did y'all remember, did y'all catch this? No. Zach decides that the reason that the Cherokee people thought they saw, or or had a legend about seeing the faces of the dead in the whirlpool, was because what they were seeing is the faces of the dead children from the influenza outbreak. That is what Zach just sort of decides. And this is where we all had a good laugh because Mike, the guy who's leading them through, we there's we just barely catch him in the audio recording saying, yeah, it could be that. <laughs> With this very dismissive, like, please stop talking kind of tone. like.
1: And his eyes are just kind of like looking around. Yeah. Like, um, okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Don't know what I should say here as the person who works here um and this is where also the show takes another hard turn because they're about to go out on the river with buddy mm-hmm. and apparently in the time it takes buddy to go start filling the boat up with gas a huge storm kicks up that turns into several tornadoes That's in the area intense. very intense as a person who lived in Kentucky for a long time this is like every summer, like definitely <laughs> expect tornadoes. Like I'm not saying it's not it's not crazy that these tornadoes happen in this place. I'm just saying it's definitely not ghosts or anything like that because it happens all the time in the summertime. Regardless, the Ghost Adventures crew springs into action immediately. I'm sure, in what I'm sure is an effort on their part to help with the rescue efforts, but they don't seem to do anything particularly effective for the rescue. They just kind of dick around near the wreckage.
1: Oh, and we get a big in this. Oh yeah,
0: Zach nearly fucking dies again. Uh, because on purpose! On purpose, this man puts himself in this horrible danger. Um, a, a dock has been blown fully off of the water and onto the road and has knocked a power line down. And the power line is touching... Both the metal dock and a puddle standing off to the side.
1: And he says, one,
2: never go underneath a power line. Number two, never jump over a body of water that has a down power line in it.
0: And then he says, number three, and just jumps.
1: Just jumps. Does Breaks both one and two. He
0: almost... He,
1: he almost got in it. He lands on his ass. He slips and lands on his ass.
0: And if he had fallen backwards instead of landing on his ass, like fallen all the way backwards, that's mm-hmm. it. Bye, Zach. That's it for him.
1: <laughs> and so, the, the local news crew caught it, too. The <laughs> local news crew and was
0: definitely making fun of them, by the way. Yeah. Because when the, the news anchor is basically like, well, you should just hear it from them. And it cuts to Zach, Nick, and Aaron all talking over each other, trying to explain what happened. In a way that is totally chaotic and impossible to understand. And then Zach, of course, plugs the travel channel in at the end of his interview, which I love.
1: Oh, we, we hear from this other guy. Did you get the other guy who kind of like led them into the dam? He had yeah, Montere. that's Mike. Mike? That's
0: Mike. Mike works at the dam. Mike and, and Buddy both work at the dam. Buddy okay. works at the marina. Mike works at the dam.
1: Okay. Mike starts talking about this experience <laughs> that he had. Yeah. He said, like, he hasn't really experienced anything there except for this one time where he was down in some location inside the dam, and he started to feel absolute terror. And the way he described it, it sounded like a panic attack.
0: Sounds like Mike just has an undiagnosed anxiety disorder. Yeah. And he also doesn't like to go in alone to the places that Buddy is scared of. That's his other thing. So Mike and Buddy both struggle with some stuff in this location. Probably not the best Job. place of work for them. Yeah. But there's also probably not that much around in Guild, Tennessee.
1: Yeah.
0: For better or for worse.
1: Most of it's under the water, so... <laughs>
0: so that's that. Can't work down there. Uh, but this is about where the lockdown begins. And also where the lockdown begins is where uh, Zach decides to explain why he's going to wear a respirator, but does not explain why nobody else gets a respirator. <laughs> Just he talks, Zach.
1: he talks about there being asbestos, which... Which affects
0: everybody. I don't know if you know this, Zach. It's everybody. (laughs) So uh, the thermal camera comes out right off the jump, which is unusual to me. Usually the thermal camera is like for later.
1: Wait, we didn't mention the point of view camera that Aaron Oh has yeah, on. well,
0: I feel like it's at this point. I mean, point, it's given yeah. every episode. This you get point to view see camera, how dark it really how is. Dark, they never say how dark it really is though. In, in this, this episode. One, yeah. They just show you.
1: Yeah, Aaron like does his little demonstration. This is a
0: point of view camera, sees what our eyes are seeing, nothing at all. That kind of stuff. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so the thermal camera comes right off the bat. Uh, Uh, And Zach is reminding us how the thermal camera works, and he goes into full Tennessee voice for a moment. He does. He says, this is the thermal night vision camera that sees in temperature.
1: (laughs) There's a few syllables in there where he's got the accent going. And this is like a repetitive thing. Whenever Zach Bagans is in the South,
0: he just acquires an accent.
1: And I know that happens. Like, I tend to do it when I go to England to visit my family a little bit.
0: Again, we're throwing stones from our our glass house, but still.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but... It's just funny to see somebody else do it. Well, wait a second. It is especially funny when Zack does it because it's Zack Baggins and he loves to know what it was really like and to get Mm. into character and do shitty reenactments, especially in the South. He loves those Civil War battles. And so any chance he gets to like emerge himself into the... The spirit of the area. Yeah, it's just it makes the accent a little bit funny.
0: So we started. Uh, we started on the EVP. Everyone hears a loud bang, which goes completely unaddressed. Did y'all, did y'all catch this? There's a big crashing noise.
1: Oh yeah, they mention it. And they then mention they don't it. Do and anything. They just keep
0: fucking going. Zach orders Aaron to do this like really specific set of EVP instructions. Did you catch this? Yes. Zach is like, walk. Start an EVP burst session. Say walking when you're walking. When you stop ask three questions
2: oh, well, but I like how he tells Aaron first to go up on the catwalk are you sure it's safe I don't maybe yeah. Like I don't know just go
0: just don't jump off the edge yeah.
1: it reminds me of that episode of Spongebob where he's teaching people how to do the blowing bubbles stop on your right foot don't forget it <laughs> and bring it around town <laughs>
0: exactly Bring it around town Zach Bagan's bringing it around town walking 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 <laughs>
1: Say when you're
2: walking. Okay, I'm walking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He also just says it once, which I think is really funny, because usually when Zach does it, he's like, walking, Zach Bagans, walking, walking, walking. (laughs) Meanwhile, Aaron says, walking. Yeah, that's it. Uh, So Aaron's doing, like, all the fucking work in this episode. Mm -hmm. Aaron's, like, putting himself out there, doing the EVP work, going into the creepy spots, the unsung hero of Ghost Adventures, and he is still just the equipment tech as of this season's intro. So it's like, come on. (laughs) <laughs> Give this guy a title, Christ! Oh man, and okay, so, uh, so things start to fall apart a little bit right here. Nick and Zach are like getting chills and stuff while Aaron's over here. And, like,
2: and Aaron has
1: been sent by himself,
2: but they're on the opposite side of the dam, so Right. they're watching him all the way across yeah. that body, body of water inside of the interior of
1: of the dam. Yeah. If Aaron like fell off that that catwalk, like he, that's be- it. That's it. Like, they are so far away from him, and this is such a dangerous location. None of them
0: are wearing life life vests no, or anything like no. that. And there's the,
1: water in well, there. they only have the heat,
2: the, the temperature uh, camera on him. Yeah. And that's it. So that's nine, the only way vision. you know
1: what's happening yeah, to him. Yeah, <laughs> because otherwise it's just pitch black, no. and you... I mean, they've showed us what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so did you notice how when
2: he was right next to Zach, and Zach had the camera pointed at him he was at, like, he measured 82 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever. And then as he walked away to the other side of the catwalk and they were as far away as they got, he was at 62 degrees. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, how can you, like, it changes that much with, with distance. How can that be, like, an accurate meter? Ooh, yeah. good yeah. question.
0: Because that get I could see how you could, put a pin in this, get a false positive. Yeah. If yeah. that's the case. Well,
2: if there's that... Big of a, a standard deviation over time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Clearly, it's not the best thermal camera on the planet because they've had times where they just get like big waves of purple covering the screen mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, Aaron freaks out mid question.
1: Holy fuck! So
0: fucking good. Did Is you? Remind,
1: the best. Did
0: you write down what he said? I'm gonna try and re- uh, re- remember no, if didn't. you
1: can. Oh wait, wait, wait. He, he's he's, like, are you talking about this part?
0: No, it's he, it's right before that. He's okay.
2: asking no. them why they're pissed off.
0: You, are you still trapped up here feeling bitter and pissed off?
2: Oh, my God! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. And then we get to hear oh, this man. horrible garbage come oh, out of Aaron's man. mouth.
0: Aaron, I thought, I, I, mean, I thought you were better than this. I know, but... right?
1: I had the same feeling. I was like, my soft, dumb teddy bear. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: Aaron turns into a genocide apologist real quick.
1: Yeah, he says stuff like, Look, I'm not the one who took your land. That happened a long time ago. You can't still be mad about that. What the fuck, Aaron?
2: <laughs> well, any backpedals. Oh, uh, I guess I would be angry if I were in your place. <laughs>
1: God, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. oh, my God. Hey, guess what? We still have the land. <laughs> we still haven't given it back.
0: <laughs> this is like when... We
1: still treat indigenous people like garbage.
0: This is like when white people are like, I can't believe people are still mad about slavery. It was so long ago. I didn't know.
1: It's like, motherfucker, do you not understand the situation? <laughs> Systematic racism, <laughs> a history and culture of colonialism—it continues to this day, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, this is the episode where we're going to get called a bunch of filthy SJWs. Bring it on. Well,
1: you know what? It's 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 appropriate because the election's fucking tomorrow. So it's fucking
0: tomorrow. It might be today by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, I hope you heard our PSA and did your job,
1: if you're able to. <laughs> Or uh, our, our ghosts will haunt you our after ghost, our
0: death. Our ghosts will come to you and haunt you about not voting. Unless you couldn't vote because of voter disenfranchisement we'll or some just, other bullshit. We'll just
1: do something, you know, like ghosts do, like, I don't know, like knock a ballot off of your dining room table. Into
0: or, a puddle of And then at juice. night,
1: you'll just feel this... Don't you- on your forehead and it'll just be us like tapping the the ballot on your forehead like why
0: didn't you vote so zach reveals something after aaron comes and joins them he reveals that while aaron was up there having his freak out zach captured something on the thermal imaging camera
1: which is actually really creepy it's a little creepy
0: you see Aaron standing there, and then you see what looks like a little tiny hunched over man kind of running away from him.
1: Kind of like. Doo, doo,
0: doo, 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 doo. Now, <laughs> I thought he looked like he was doing the I'm on the stairs bit, the little man shadow, you know, where you're like rocking behind the couch and you go.
1: Oh, like Aaron did in that one episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, behind the bar that nobody noticed.
1: <laughs> that we didn't notice until I was editing photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looks kind of goofy. But it, it was moving in the wrong
2: direction. It was moving to the end of the catwalk where there's no exit.
1: Well, maybe, um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's questionably good. Some some may say it is very good evidence. Others may say it is a false positive.
2: Well, see, this is why I took note of the temperature change. Because ah. I was like, it could have gone and changed color within 20 degrees.
0: He also could have... What if it was a fart? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> do do
1: do 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 do, do. <laughs> Would it uh, have been a cold fart? Yeah, it would have had to have been. an
0: icy cold fart. Something's wrong with Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's not okay. He's
1: got the cold shits. <laughs>
0: we check in with Billy Tolly, who's having a real bad hair day, and I feel bad for Billy. He didn't even feel, he didn't feel like rocking the hock. I was this okay evening. with this. <laughs> Cassie's fine with it because, of course, as we know, I hate that mohawk. the fucking mohawk doesn't do anything. <sighs> Kate, um, when a man has a mohawk, uh, what do you what's...
1: expect him to do with it? Like, what's the, the what's its purpose? to rock with. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So Billy's not rocking.
1: He's so. usually just sitting in front of a computer and clicking a mouse. Pumping
0: volume up on Audacity. Saying,
1: like if you work a computer job, I'm not, this is not an insult to you. This is just like,
0: you're just not allowed to have a mohawk according to Cassie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He probably wouldn't be unless allowed, you're unfortunately. Punk, unless
0: you're a punk rocker on the side. Did I ever tell you all about how I got fired from the radio station, and one of the things they really hated about me was that I cut my hair into a mohawk?
1: So you were like Billy, Max. I was
0: Billy for a little... Hey, come on, dude. <laughs> I was ready to go with you on that.
1: I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I liked your mohawk.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh, Billy finds something on the uh, on the EVP analysis. He says he gets, quote, two really good EVPs, end quote. And one of them is my favorite kind of EVP that they do on the show, which is an EVP that says a cross, and they have to beep it. So
1: you can't hear the There's cross. no way for
0: you to verify. But Billy does this amazing... There's this incredible moment where Billy is communicating to Zach what he thinks it says, and he says it into the microphone, or he says it into the walkie-talkie, while he looks at the camera like i'm taking a cookie from the cookie jar i'm cussing in front of the teacher you
1: can see my mouth moving yeah
0: and he says uh, the what is the evp is something like fuck off or something like that Yeah, fuck off or yeah or get fucked or something like that
1: hey remember the conversation we were having earlier about the native curse yeah and about white people stealing the land of natives and how natives might react to that
0: yeah Fuck off. are like,
1: anyone would react to someone stealing your land?
0: <laughs> Fuck off. Exactly. EVP number two, again, the 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 imperialism comes out on this one because it, quote, sounds like chanting, end quote. Mm-hmm. And so they oh. decide, oh, this is some kind of war chant.
1: And it sounds nothing like it's that. Just fucking, it doesn't sound like
0: anything to me. It just doesn't sound like anything. No. It's like a... F- 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 no.
2: f- f- it definitely doesn't sound human.
0: It doesn't sound like words or anything like that. No. Mm. So... I don't know where they're getting this. Obviously, they're primed to accept certain kinds of things from these ghosts by their, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, confirmation bias. Right. Aaron is starting to walk through like this kind of ghosty area when Zach decides that the camera hasn't been on him in a little while and is like, no, dude, I'm getting spooked, too. I'm getting chills in my arm. I don't ever get chills. He's saying stuff like that
1: you do
0: every fucking episode dude
1: <laughs> he's talking about like his his lungs are getting tight and feel prickly or whatever that's the
0: asthma, that's that, is the your, asthma. that is your asthma exactly you or not.
1: it's the asbestos poking his lungs little by little uh, well, he er- has the mask on still yeah
0: he does take it off a lot in this episode he like oh. he does he's not very good about it he, he like where's it Sometimes.
1: Yeah. He doesn't when he wants to talk because he doesn't want to sound goofy, I guess.
0: He always puts captions on when he talks with the mask on, so I think he is like a little self-conscious about it. Yeah. Like I think he feels like he can't be understood. Yeah. Like nobody can understand him. Okay. Cause he also fucking shouts when he's wearing that thing. He yeah. talks so loudly while he's wearing the mask.
1: Yeah. The moment he gets lung cancer, some some years into the future, I do not want to hear him say it's the demons. Because he already blamed he's his He's already blamed it. his eye problem on demons. And like that's saying. You
0: know he's gonna say it though. Oh, I know. You know it's gonna be. He's gonna be like, "This is what I get for stirring up <laughs> shit with the devil." Uh, Aaron asks if the ghost who entered his body is the one that is accosting them, uh, because supposedly after getting tugged, the ghost like passed through him we didn't hear about that till just now no, i don't think
2: that was added on later yeah
0: mm-hmm. he said that later yeah. after the whole experience was yeah, over
2: because at first he said i was just feeling something behind me tugging at my shirt and then and then it, like, tugged harder when I tried to move
1: into it. And then he shows, like, video of lockers behind him. Mm-hmm. Like, the corner of our locker couldn't yeah, like, have possibly tugged on his this, shirt as I mean, he was walking by. There's
0: so many things in this area. Because he even had the EVP recorder sitting on, like, a junction box. Like, a metal junction box that was at the appropriate height to have done that to him. And he wears this vest that has all of this shit dangling off of it. So, like, there's so many things. Like, I don't... Aaron, you've disappointed me today. Which <laughs> is why I'm giving you harsher treatment than usual. Is this where Zack splits everybody up? He makes the decision that we're all going to split up? Oh, yes. Tell us about this EVP, Kate.
2: So this is the one where Zack decides to take the main role for now.
0: Yeah, he's the leader.
2: Yep. And he goes up to a wall. I'm not exactly sure where he was, but he was near a wall. I think in the tunnels they were. And so he goes up to the wall and he starts asking it questions. Like, um, uh, questions to the man who had supposedly been buried in the concrete. Uh,
0: Yes, the wall people. Yes,
2: because he'd fallen in. And he's like, were you frozen alive in the concrete? I'm like, that's how people die in concrete.
0: (laughs) 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 And then the EVP threatens to shoot them. Yes. I'm going to shoot you all.
2: It was in a really deep voice. (laughs) I'm going to shoot you all. Allegedly.
0: (laughs) Uh, the Melmeter comes out because they apparently cop to the fact that the thermal camera does not work very well, which I thought was great. Zach's like, we might not even see him on thermal because it's still visual.
2: So. Oh, and then this is where Billy comes back. Oh, yeah, Billy returns. Yes. <laughs> or was it Billy? No, it's no, Buddy. Buddy. Buddy returns. Buddy returns.
0: Buddy returns so that they can, like...
2: Yeah, he's the Iraq that, uh, war veteran.
0: And they want to confirm his suspicion about like certain things going on on the balcony yeah, from earlier. Yeah, what they
2: saw on the heat camera. The
0: Supposedly, people have seen, the on tunnel tours, people have seen the figure of like a very hunched person. So he, his mind goes right there, and they start talking about how that must be what it is.
2: Oh, an old man. And Aaron was like, oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I thought we were in the tunnels earlier too, but actually this is where we go into the tunnels. After oh, Buddy okay. comes in and Buddy leaves, because Buddy doesn't like going to the tunnels. So they were
2: still in like the
1: atrium area. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Nick goes into the tunnel.
0: Yes, and they leave Nick down there by himself. So first, uh, first in Ghost Adventures history, Nick gets left somewhere by himself and yeah. not Aaron. Yeah, or spreading know, it around.
1: Nick has been in other places by himself, like that episode in the is it what's the episode where they're in a hospital and he puts himself in the body drawer oh
0: my god the body cubby (laughs) that might have been um that might have been uh waverly
1: yeah i'm pretty sure that
0: was Waverly. have we already done waverly on this uh probably because i definitely
1: did the cubby body
0: because i'm really excited for you to give me shit constantly on the podcast about how we never went to waverly
1: (laughs) yeah um (laughs) (laughs) So Max used to live in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville's a cool city. And that's Kentucky where we sucks. We started dating because I lived in Indiana, and um, and I didn't realize I didn't realize how close Waverly Hills Sanatorium was to where Max. lived.
0: I mean, like 15 minutes from my apartment. Fuck, like so fucking. And close. he never
1: mentioned it.
0: I don't know. I thought you. I didn't
1: know, it. and we never went. And now at, we're in Washington. Can you check that's this? Okay.
0: Can you check this tofu bean paste out real quick though? Yeah. I Look know. at her. She
1: is a. She's a. She's a hot, moist turd. (laughs) She's
0: she's entering liquid stage. She's melting. Uh, She loves sitting on the the bed when we fold it up like that. It's like her favorite spots.
1: is. will get a picture for y'all.
0: Zach sends Aaron in first. Oh, well, they they do an Aaron in first real quick and then a Nick in Mm -hmm. by himself. And they get these, quote, women and child voices, end quote. Mm -hmm. That again, it's just like they, they, they even call out the fact that they hear this at the same time as you can hear water dripping. So, like, this is probably echoes or probably just the reflection of that water sound.
2: Yeah. It sounded like there was an engine running, too, in that room. I I
0: mean, it could have been the turbine moving, Mm. you know?
1: Because the turbine still is there. It's It's not. It's
0: off. It's not generating anything, but it's still in motion because of the whirlpool. Yeah,
1: well, it's creating a whirlpool. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And it is a huge piece of metal that's twirling in other metal. (laughs)
0: I have a note here that says Zach apparently astral projects or something like that. Do y'all remember what this could possibly be about? What? What the fuck was I talking about here? No. Maybe you're making a joke. I was maybe making a joke about something. I don't
1: think he can do that.
0: Zach astral projecting out of his body.
1: Uh, So Nick, uh, he's in the hallway and nothing happens for like 21 minutes. Yeah.
0: Which is so funny. I love when they do this when they show us how long it's been with nothing happening, as though that like makes the evidence better.
1: And then they get an EVP. Uh, Nick says it gets cold, and then the EVP apparently says, "Tell your something something something."
0: And Zach offloads the labor of finishing the EF- EVP onto the viewer. He's like, "Tell us what you think it says."
1: Yeah, so that's pretty much it. About nothing. The episode right there. I mean, it doesn't really end. Well, I mean, the whole thing is unsatisfying, uh, but... Uh, very
0: anticlimactic at the end, though. Yeah. Like, they don't have... Usually they would save the, like, bringing someone back in for the very end of the episode. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, usually they, they'll go to whoever their friend was and then show that EVP review at the very end so that you have, like, a cool bookend. Mm-hmm. But this time they didn't do anything like that.
2: No, they left us unceremoniously with credits. Yeah. Like, what?
0: And uh, more, more bullshit... White people them about uh, indigenous curses and things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So about the indigenous yeah. curse thing. Let's get back
0: to this real quick. All
1: right. So here's the thing about this whole... Okay. We're, we're all white or past as white. Um, in this room. Yes. In this room. Okay. The whole native curse paranoia crap. So they're really just a projection that white people projecting their fears that they could potentially end up paying for what mm-hmm. white colonialist culture has done... Do you mean we could be held accountable at some point? Right, right, right. Oh. Like, like we it's 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 white people being scared that the millions we have murdered will one day achieve equal or greater power than us and act the same way towards us. That's what white supremacy is about. It's an attempt to retain our position, mm. knowledge mm-hmm. of the sins we committed to get to that position, acceptance of these sins because power is more convenient than no power, and fear that those we've harmed will treat us the way we've treated them.
0: I noticed this a lot when uh, across like multiple segments of like of like in-group out-group relations mm-hmm. where it's like the dominant culture seems to fear that any attempt at equality is actually an attempt to reverse the power structure rather than level the playing field. Mm-hmm. If you know if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why you'd have that fear because I think even people who make habitually shitty choices mm-hmm. and even people who like participate in terrible, terrible crimes against humanity,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even if they don't at the time... Like, even if they're sold on it at the time, I think there's a part of them that knows what I'm doing is fucked up mm-hmm. and bad mm-hmm. and I shouldn't be doing... And well, it, you know, it's, if it's, they don't get to I shouldn't be doing it, they at least feel like I'm really hurting somebody right
1: now. It's really only when the threat of of people who are less privileged having more rights and more respect... And more power. When that threat to them becomes you know, kind of in their face that yeah. they realize, oh, shit. And I don't think they really realize it, but their fear is actually coming from the fact that they know. It's a guilty conscience. Yeah.
0: They, they probably don't realize it. In most cases, I would imagine folks who believe in things like these kinds of curses, they probably don't even realize that they have a guilty conscience because they haven't like, I'm just a guess, but I'm just guessing that they haven't done the necessary like reflection to examine those feelings and think about what, what could be the source of this feeling.
1: In physics, a there's a very basic rule that for every action, there is a reaction. And this applies to everything, including how people treat one well, another. Isaac
0: Newton told us that one.
1: And you can't possibly expect people to be just peachy about <laughs> you stealing their land. Oh, you killed, killing killed my ancestors. Killing millions and, of people. And
0: decided their, their home was yours. Yeah. That's fine.
1: If you don't know what Manifest Destiny is, please do some research. Because it's, it's like, very important to understand.
0: It's like as ruthless and terrible as the idea of divine right of kings.
1: I highly recommend reading an indigenous people's history of the United States. It covers pretty much everything you need to know. Just very basically. Like There's so much to it. But this is just a very basic uh, volume of United States history from the perspective of native people. And if
0: you didn't like specifically study history at like a secondary education institution, there's probably big gaps
1: in your education. I grew up in Broomfield, Colorado. Like there was like one or two people of color at my school, my elementary school. And my, now that I look back, my high school history education um, and even some of my college education was very skewed and very whitewashed. I feel
0: like most of most people's high school education is like extremely skewed. Yeah. Especially, like, there's a lot of stuff that was taught in science classes in, like, the late 90s and early 2000s that is totally outdated now. Yeah. Because we just know more. We just know, we just understand things better now.
1: Yeah. And the question is, I I don't think it's really a question. I think it's rather than, oh, well, maybe we just didn't know all of this. It's rather, we did know. We knew. For sure we knew. You know, manifest destiny. And I
0: feel like this is, this same exact dynamic is played out in lots and lots of other... Like I mentioned, other in group out group relations uh-huh. where you see that, like, a person from the out group has a legitimate claim of harm, and then the person from the in group will try to remove themselves from that group uh-huh. and turn it into a claim of harm against the individual uh-huh. because they understand that a claim of harm carries with it some kind of power. Yeah. That if you have been truly victimized by another human being, mm-hmm. then airing that story, sharing that story with people does give you power and credibility mm-hmm. because people have a have an immediate reaction to the, some that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that the person who's a member of the offending in-group will separate themselves as though they're their membership in that in-group is coincidental. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't do it, you know, it's the exact same, it's the slavery argument, right? Like, I didn't own slaves, Mm -hmm. my family doesn't own slaves. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Yeah, well, your white family still, like, passed this capital that was generated by slave labor down through the Fucking centuries, like it, it's still you're still affecting the system.
2: Going back to what you were saying before, I list I listened to a bunch of podcasts, and so I kind of absorb, but I can't remember where I ever get for sure information. Yeah, um, but one of them was about how guilty people kind of try to push away the the factor that is causing mm. their guilt, and that's why when you either feel guilty, you try to get rid of that immediately. Yeah. And you kind of you don't want to think about what they're saying or something because sure. you do feel bad about it. And you're like, oh, it's easier just to to make them go away. Yeah. Rather than actually say, I'm sorry, this is like this has been unfortunate.
0: Yeah. And and that it feels like you're helping you feels like you're helping because that feeling goes away. Right.
2: It's anxiety. Exactly. You're getting rid of the anxiety, which is easier than dealing with it.
0: You're covering up the symptom yeah. rather than actually treating right. the cause of what's wrong in this relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah. because it was talking about how um, this guy had a group of friends who would go and do, like, they would be pot smoking or whatever, and he didn't want to participate, and they're like, uh, we'd rather you weren't here, and he's like, but I'm fine with it, it doesn't bother me. And but like, they felt But guilty. they felt right. like you're judging us because you're not, so we don't want you around. Is similar.
0: Well, it, again, it's like it's any kind of in-group, out-group thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be... No. That's something we learned about when I was studying communication, is right. that we, we we organize ourselves societally in these circles in such a way that you can see similar patterns of behavior on small and large scales. And of course, we're not... Of course, we would never say that, like, the large-scale genocide of, uh, of an entire continent's worth of people is anything similar to that, but the social dynamics at play... If you were to magnify them in terms of like the effect Mm -hmm. on society Mm -hmm. by like a million, million times, it's still the same exchange going on of like, we're leaving you out, but we feel bad about that. But we're going to put it on you so we don't have to deal with it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I can't find it. I can't find it yet. But I do remember. So in the U.S. immigration crisis, Miguel de la Torre basically makes the argument that it is your culture. It is white culture that is racist, yeah. and therefore you are a part of that.
0: The, the culture does the work for you.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And you, all you have to do is participate, in, and you've got the. And well, you
1: don't even have like you don't even have to try to participate. You participate whether you like it or not because you are white. Because
0: you're and you're here. You get to walk down the street and not look dangerous because you're wearing a hat.
1: Yeah, it's something that you you personally might not be able to control, but it's just our society. Our society is racist. And um, so when somebody when, when we when we hear things like, oh, well, slavery was a long time ago. You shouldn't be angry at me. I didn't do anything. It's like, well, maybe not you personally, probably. But like it is your culture. It is white culture. White culture is colonialist uh, it is a big history of white supremacy and the only thing we can do right now is acknowledge our past understand our present
0: try and make things better
1: and try and make things better by I mean,
0: letting the people we've fucked over really badly dictate the terms of how we can make things better too right not like deciding that we know how to make things better
1: right anyway that's our soapbox for this evening. that's our soapbox
0: for this evening uh we'll get on to the other one about uh national parks in a minute
1: one more thing i'd like to add um that's in the u.s immigration crisis Miguel says that the whole hospitality thing towards immigrants is kind of racist in itself. And this is him explaining what he means by that. To practice the virtue of hospitality assumes the house belongs to the one practicing this virtue, who, out of the generosity of their heart, Mm -hmm. is sharing her or his resources with the other, who has no claim to the possession. But it was due to Latin American natural resources and cheap labor that the U.S. house was built in the first place. Mm -hmm. The virtue of hospitality masks the complexity caused by the consequences of empire building. Due to U.S.-sponsored banana republics throughout the 19th and 20th century, Latin Americans hold a lien on this U.S. house's title. Rather than speaking about the virtue of hospitality, it would historically be more accurate to speak about the responsibility of restitution. Mm -hmm. Maybe the ethical question we should be asking is not why are they coming, but how do we begin to make reparations for all we have stolen to create the present economic empire we call the United States?
0: So get that book. It's a really good book. It's a great read. Get both books. Get both books. Read up. You know, learn about stuff. Um, one thing you can also learn about is what's going on with Zach Bacon's on Twitter. Oh, man. And I hate to bring us on this uh, insane moral whiplash, but I really want to announce something that's extremely important. Okay? Okay. I'm just going to read this tweet. The Haunted Museum yeah. is now hiring.
1: Oh, my fucking God. Let's move to Las Let's Vegas. Let's move to Las
0: Vegas and get hired at the Haunted Museum because they're <laughs> looking for tour guides. Um, if you're interested, please submit a quick video explaining why you'd make a great guide with the hashtag HM tour guide, Las Vegas locals only, please.
1: If any of our listeners live in Las Vegas, could you please apply for this? Please
0: fucking make, please apply. Be
1: one of our co-hosts. Sorry.
0: That's okay, apply for it and send us the video also. Don't just send it to Zach, send it to us. Give us
1: weekly reports about what goes on there and what Zach Beggins does if he's around.
0: The other tweets are just him retweeting people who said that they loved going to the Haunted Museum, stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, didn't they have a live Halloween episode at the Haunted Museum? They
0: did, yes.
1: If any of you saw that, please let us know how it went because it's going to be like years before we get to it.
0: Yeah, anyway, um, that's about it for that. Thank you for joining us, Kate.
1: Yeah, thank you.
2: Yes, thank you for having me again.
0: We do this podcast every week uh, because we love you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not trying to feel, make you feel guilty. I'm sorry. That's that sounded a little pushy. But we but we thank you so much for uh, listening to this show, for sharing it with your friends, for leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and the other outlets. A lot of podcast review apps will let you leave reviews from your phone. So. If you have a minute and you're not driving or washing dishes or whatever it is you're doing, um, go ahead and leave a review. It's not that hard. Even if it's just like, I like it. You know, that's mm-hmm. enough for us. Uh, helps other Ghost Adventures fans find the show. But the other way to get Ghost Adventures fans to find the show is by telling them. Tell your friends. Yeah. Listen to this cool podcast.
1: Yeah. And and watch the show with your friends. It's really fun to watch. We, we actually did that for Halloween. Yep. At our Halloween party, we watched um, the episode of... It was...
0: I don't remember.
1: <laughs> it was a hospital. Yeah. No, 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 The... I don't know. We watched an episode. We watched an episode of <laughs> Ghost Adventures. Don't worry
0: about it, which one. Uh, but it was one of them, and it was great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun.
1: Although it was a later season, so there weren't as many, like, stereotypical Ghost Adventures yeah. goofs. Because they kind of tire out over the years, I think.
0: They get a little more professional. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank Leandra for the hand she thank gave you, us. A Leandra. Hand, uh, and I'd like to thank Argo Fox who gave us some music. I think I,
1: we should we should do a weekly like when we acknowledge Leandra. We should say thanks for the hand. Together. Thanks for the hand. All right, ready. One, One two, two,
0: three. Thanks, thanks for, for the hand. hand.
1: Okay. Can
0: we leave all that in? Sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, I do another podcast called Zenkai Boost. It's really fun. We do. I do it with my friends from Louisville. Uh, we do basically what happens on this show, except the TV show we're reviewing is Dragon Ball Z Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrible, but it's great. It's it's great and terrible. It's a
1: horrible show.
0: It's only I'm allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say that. Uh, it's like it's like only only siblings are allowed to say shit about each other. Yeah, I get. You're that. not in the family. Okay.
1: We'll be at PodCon.
0: We'll be at PodCon!
1: You should uh, come and we can hang out.
0: PodCon's coming up. It's in January 2019. PodCon number two.
1: Seattle, Washington.
0: I'm already very psyched for it. Me too. We just thought It'll about it. It'll be
1: my today. first PodCon. It'll be your second. It'll be it's my only second. two years old.
0: Yeah. Anything else? Oh, yes. Remember to support your state and national yes.
1: parks. Yes. Yes.
0: And don't Please. ask the tour guides about ghosts. Of course, that'll do it for us this evening. Yes. Uh, and thanking you again for listening. My name is Max. I'm Cassie.
2: And I'm Kate. And
0: you just heard a, a Class A, a EVP. EVP.